happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Oh, 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 welcome to Back to the Future, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us, or both of us, might not have seen before, and we take a look at it now. I am the very merry Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. Very, okay, <laughs> not, not too Christmassy, it's still Christmassy. Welcome, indeed, to our first ever Christmas special, and what a year it's been, Amber. Yeah, no, I've edited them in already, so that don't worry, that's all taken care of. We'll do, we'll fix that in post. Great, okay. No, what a year it's been for happiness. You could say that this year, despite its flaws and foibles and everything like that, it has brought us together in the end, and it has been a wonderful life, hasn't it? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You could say that it makes you really makes you feel like it is a wonderful life. So it's quite fitting in that case that for our first ever Christmas venture, we take a look at possibly one of the most classic Christmas movies of all time. Really feel good, really brings out the best in all of the people around you and you know, it's something that we can all share in the knowledge that we are watching a full classic Christmas movie. I am talking, of course, about Gremlins. So, <laughs> we were going to do It's a Wonderful Life, but you really didn't want to do that film. Not really, no. So, Gremlins isn't maybe what springs to mind when people think of as a classic Christmas movie. No. Because it's not exactly classic classic but it is widely regarded as being a christmas movie that gets played a lot around the holidays so did this immediately strike you as being a christmas movie when i told you we were watching this or is no, this I kind didn't of know that christmas was even in it really that's why i said why are we watching that that's not a christmas movie <laughs> oh, but okay. the people spoke did they the people did indeed speak the people had spoken we put out a poll <laughs> on whether it was going to be this or two other films. Thank you, everyone, for the cheery Indeed. request. Well, actually, technically, it was a tie oh. between this and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay, right. That's very Christmas. But, well, it is very Christmassy, but I also didn't know what your feelings on Chevy Chase were. I so. like him. Oh well, I've had known that. <laughs> Screw it. We'll we'll sack this off. We'll go. We'll do Gremlins next year. Is yeah. That... <laughs> So, as we start every episode, because, of course, Christmas is about tradition, we start every episode mm. with here... Grown. <laughs> Grown. Christmas traditions. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, we could have worse Christmas traditions than starting a new one by doing a podcast. I thought I mean, our Christmas tradition was putting up the tree two days before Christmas. <laughs> well, there is that. I think we've got to come up with a better Christmas tradition than that, mm, unfortunately. Like <laughs> so we start every episode by hearing what you thought the film was going to be about without having seen it yeah. before. Okay. So what did you think Gremlins was about? 
Well, I knew they turned into gremlins. They were nice, fluffy things, and then they turned into gremlins if you fed them. Right. I didn't know they multiplied when okay. they got wet. So I knew the rule was don't feed them after midnight, don't get them wet. Okay, but you didn't know but about the sunlight. I didn't know sunlight. why not to get them wet. I didn't know about the sunlight. Okay. Um, I, but I did know that if you feed them after midnight, they go crazy. So I thought that... Oh boy, do they go crazy! <laughs> because you said it was a Christmas film, I thought, right, a child gets it as a Christmas present. Right. Nobody realises that it goes mental and it does like cheeky chappy things and blames the, and then the kid gets blamed for it. So I thought it was kind of like, oh, like I thought okay. it was going to be just a slice of life film that didn't really go anywhere. or didn't really do a lot, but it was right. just, you watched him have this Christmas present that oh, went crazy okay. and he got blamed for everything. Like I thought it was going to be like cheeky chappy stuff. Oh no, he left the window open in the middle of winter and everybody got freezing and they blamed the kid or like, oh, oh we trashed the kitchen a little bit or put all the toilet roll down the toilet <laughs> or something like that, like a naughty little elf. Hijinks and shenanigans. But like, yeah, but I didn't think that it was going to be horrific. So you kind of thought the what the gremlin gets up to after it's been fed after midnight mm-hmm. makes it naughty. Yeah, whatever. just little naughty cheeky stuff. What you thought it does is basically what people are saying now that their elf on the shelf is doing yeah, for their yeah, kids. Yeah, that's what I thought it was like. <laughs> this is, so you like thought that. this was like the original. But obviously it doesn't get blamed on the child when it's elf on the shelf because you know who it is right there, don't Right, it? yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But this kid, this poor kid's taken all yeah, of the so flack Yeah, so I just thought it. it was like a little... And when I saw the age of the boy that got that for Christmas, yeah. I thought, no, this is unbelievable. How right. can a child of that age do something so irresponsible. This can't be him. Right. This can't be him. That no. must be his brother or something. Okay. Well, no, he was an idiot. <laughs> so you thought that in your version, it's kind of the singing frog situation. Mm. Everyone turns to look at what he's saying did the naughty thing and it's just sat there looking all yes, cute. Yes, yeah, because like I knew right. they were alive, but I didn't know to the extent of their horror. <laughs> It was horrible. This isn't a Christmas film. Do you not think it's a Christmas movie, even after watching it? <laughs> even after watching it. Right. I understand why you say that, because it's around Christmas, but the girl right. has a horrific Christmas story, and they try and kill people, so it's not very Christmassy. I think what we'll do is we'll dissect how much of a Christmas movie it is as we go. Okay. But I kind of like your alternate version of Gremlins. It's a lot cheerier, a little bit more... isn't it? A little bit more family-centric. <laughs> I thought I didn't actually know that girl was the Drop Dead Fred, isn't it? It is. She is from Dr- Phoebe Tates. Yeah, Drop Dead Fred girl. But that's kind of what I imagined before I started watching it. I thought it was going to do like. Funny oh, like oh, so right. Like, well, yeah. that, oh, that's actually not a bad tie-in. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, actually. I mean, maybe yeah. Drop Dead Fred is like the the sequel to your version of Gremlins, where the gremlin <laughs> it was the gremlins grown up they and didn't know taken on an adult form, and it's Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, I kind of actually like that tie-in. Mm. I've got to say, your version sounds more family centric. Yeah, it's more Christmas. Yeah, Let's and maybe make that, but we'll yeah, do it with a different yeah, monster. yeah, yeah. And then the gremlin <laughs> learns the value of Christmas and being nice because <laughs> yeah. it realises yeah. it's not going to get any presents from Santa. Yes, exactly. And they teach him about Santa. Santa. in this film. It's just a touchy, touchy subject. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's a little bit awkward. Well, I like your version. 
It's not the version that we have. It's not. But it's no. not really far away. They they do do bad things, but they're just really bad things. It's just really bad. I think there are some things that we need to go over with this film. I think, first of all, we need to talk about the very clearly set out three rules of looking after a mogwai. Yeah, well, yes, they so are simple. clearly set out and they are very simple and the boy did tell the man, but he did only tell him once and I feel like he should have told him a lot more times. So when the guy said, yeah, yeah, all right, kid, whatever. No, I mean, you need to listen. <laughs> These are the three things. Yeah, exactly. Not just once. Credit, Write them down for him. Credit to the dad. He did remember them all. And he did say all of them. Yeah. In exactly the way that he got told. Oh, it could have no. been. I just don't think he was that. It could have been he worse. He could have remembered it as they happened. And he, and like he got him oh, wet. Oh, yeah, don't get him oh, wet. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot oh. to tell you. Like, don't get him wet. Oh, well, it's a bit bloody late <laughs> now. I've just stuck him in the bath. Yeah. I, t- I, just, I thought I was going to use him as like a squeegee. I've taken him in the shower. Oh, oh yeah, I probably should have said don't. Don't get him wet. Right. That's probably... There was one other thing. Now, what was it? Don't worry. It'll come back to me. <laughs> it'll come back to me. I mean, he explicitly told him at the start, as soon as he gave it to him... He did. These are three things that yeah. you need to remember. But, I mean, it was kind of a little bit silly. Well, not silly. It wasn't their fault, I suppose. But the light came on quite bright, didn't it? So, what, right. I know, she flashed. She, got, yes. she flashed the camera to take a picture and so the flash came on really bright. She didn't flash. That was one of the gremlins <laughs> that did that. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> so, obviously, he didn't really go crazy. He just got scared. So, yeah. the guy said, oh, don't give him, don't make him, yeah. or don't put him in light or whatever because he'll die. Yeah. You kind of get caught up with the whole present giving bit. So, he was but, like... Yeah, but you also yeah. see that what he does after he gets a bright light in his face isn't really that bad. You think, oh, I feel bad that I might have hurt him or he's scared or something. But you don't then think that the other two things that are going to happen are going to be as bad as they are because you've just seen him just go, and that's it. So you you can't imagine that the next two rules are going to lead to something that it did, you know? So so what you're saying is that the bright light thing the ramifications from it was that a bit of a ruse. little bit, little bit minimal, except <laughs> a bit misleading. I would except think. for the direct sunlight, he could have just said, "Keep him out of direct sunlight; it'll kill him." All right. Yeah. The bright light thing, you know, he he obviously doesn't like it. It it hurts his eyes. Maybe he's just got photosensitivity. Who knows? He might have right? epilepsy. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't want to mess around with that. So essentially, what the kid did was bury the lead. With yeah. the rules. Yeah. <laughs> he should have started with the most important one. Well, he didn't one. know what the most important one was, though. No. Well, but, he... I mean, the thing is, I yeah. know he looks really old, but so like he works in a bank. He goes to a bar with his friend afterwards. Well, not friends, just workmate, I suppose. And so... Judge Reinhold. He looks quite worth old. Worth mentioning. <laughs> okay. Judge Reinhold, obviously they're playing... Uh, an older guy playing a much younger part, apparently. Right. His first of multiple appearances in Christmas movies, I, I might really like to add. Talking about, Judge Reinhold. He also appears <laughs> in the Santa Claus uh, franchise <laughs> as well. Who was he in this film? He was his friend. The, uh, the, oh, the, right. the, you didn't the really guy. see him very much. Did no, you? you didn't see him very much. He gets no <laughs> comeuppance from being a jerk to him. Oh, no. There's well, no maybe he closure got to him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was the one dressed up as Santa. <laughs> <laughs> It all happens off screen for him. Yeah. That's why he felt cheated by 
gremlins and decided to look for parts in further Christmas movies mm. by being a part in the Santa Claus franchise. He felt like he hadn't got the Christmas movie parts out of his system yeah. at that point. Yeah. So anyway, this guy's really old. <laughs> So, but he's still in high school, though, isn't he? Yeah. So, how? What's the oldest that he can be? 16? Eighteen. Oh, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. So I reckon he's about seventeen or eighteen, right. and that is far too old to be doing this sort of stuff. You know, like okay, his clock was broken, so that wasn't entirely his fault. But even if you think, oh, it's only twenty minutes to midnight, don't feed them. Just don't do it. Even yeah, don't if you think it's only it. twenty minutes. What if it takes them twenty minutes to eat the food, and then it's twelve oh one when they finish their last bit, and that's what happens. Just don't do it. Why are you up right? drawing some girl at that time of night anyway, you weirdo? And also, like I said, burying the lead with the rules. Right, the most important one, probably should have gone first, right? You'd, but they didn't what, know what the most important... I know, but the thing is, he's building up to the, to the most important oh, see, one so for the, dramatic so effect. The boy, the, the boy at the beginning yeah. should have said, number one, definitely do not feed them after midnight. Yeah. Number two, don't get them wet. Yeah. Why? So he explained the reason... No explanation no, either. No, but he explained the reason why not to put them in direct sunlight, because they will die. They'll melt and die. Right. But he didn't then go on to explain what would happen if they did all the other things. So he said, don't do this number one because blah, blah, blah. But he didn't say, don't get them wet because they'll multiply no. in ridiculous quantities. Yeah. Don't feed them after midnight because they'll turn into something that will want to murder you. And I feel like then he right. maybe would have been a bit more cautious. Yeah. But it's like a Willy Wonka type scenario, isn't it? <laughs> it's just trying to hopefully give some responsibility to somebody and they'll do the right thing. Yeah. Just just telling somebody, just don't do these things. I mean... And you expect them not to do it because they shouldn't. You don't. You shouldn't have to give them a reason as in they will murder you otherwise. Exactly. You shouldn't have to go that far. You should no. just be able to say some, to somebody, don't do that. And then they'll go, okay, cool. And they just don't do it. And the, the, the Chinese guy at the start was literally... I mean, he looked terrifying. So he is somebody that yeah. I would say no. He didn't want to sell it in the first place. He... I mean, how desperate do you need to be to, to get $200 that you'll give them an animal that could potentially wreak that kind of havoc? Yeah, and he didn't want to give him $200. He didn't it, want even to take the $200. It, and he it, gave him his money back in the end. What he was giving them was almost a direct equivalent of giving someone superpowers. He literally says, with it's this like, comes great responsibility. Yeah, it's like he gave them Jesus, basically. <laughs> because, like, afterwards he was saying... I don't think you're ready for this yet. The world isn't ready for these yet. No. You're not, you're not responsible enough for this. And that's, you know, you're not responsible to have Jesus. Right. Yet. It's no, not, you're it's not, not. It's you're not, not time yet. You're not ready you for can't, it yet. You can't look after Jesus properly. And therefore, we're going to take him away again. <laughs> we're going to take yeah. him off of you. If this had come up at the end, during the credits... By saying, sponsored... This is a direct parallel for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> if it had come up in the credits... Yes. If it had come up in the credits going, sponsored by the American Humane Society, <laughs> a dog is for life, not just for Christmas. And the whole film had yeah. been an allegory for not getting a pet at Christmas because yeah. people aren't responsible enough yeah. for them at Christmas. Said, didn't he? I would have believed that. I would have believed that this whole film had been set up by like the RSPCA or something. Well, he said and at it the end, yeah. And this like, is how people treat nature. You don't deserve to have the nice things. That the you whole have. thing is a fictionalized docudrama, and it comes up with the statistics at the end, like 
Every year, 10,000 dogs are bought at Christmas and all get rehomed in January or something like that, you know? Oh, wow, okay. It would have been in keeping I mean, with the serious tone. We already spoke about suicide tone. and dog death. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, I kind of feel like... I mean, obviously, the first one, again, when it got him wet, that wasn't totally his fault, but he was irresponsible enough to, for some reason, put it in the middle of three paint pots that were filled with water. I don't know why he did that. And also, even though it had strict rules, he just let a child that came in with a Christmas tree do anything he wanted. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, Literally, you know, why that's even... That's Corey Feldman, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very early Corey Feldman yeah. as well. Because I thought he, were, he looked really young and I was really surprised that this was so close to yeah. the Goonies because I thought he looked a lot older in the Goonies. But I think maybe it was just the hair. I think it him. is the hair. They made him look really young in this for some reason. They did. The Goonies was actually the year after this came out. This was 1984. Although I suppose it it might have been about two years in between Mm. actually filming, though, maybe. Maybe they did it way earlier. Maybe. Um, And two years when you're that age is quite a long time. Yeah. Both The Goonies and this, though, produced by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so obviously Steven Spielberg wanted more of Corey Feldman in his film. <laughs> Maybe he thought Corey Feldman was like the magic charm. That was I like, actually thought that Corey Feldman yeah. was the best thing about the film. He made me laugh a lot and I thought he did really well. And He just reminded me so much annoyed- of Beans from Even Stevens. <laughs> it annoyed <laughs> like, me I don't that know- he wasn't in it as uh, anymore yeah right like, i really liked it he makes me laugh a lot he literally he had really three funny. scenes in the film and that three, was the about three it. best scenes yeah yeah so yeah that part of him getting him wet wasn't his fault directly exactly that act of getting him wet wasn't his fault because cory feldman locked the thing that up, was a clumsy cory feldman clumsy. typical cory feldman yeah, well, i might add expect. coming into your house knocking <laughs> things over yeah the amount of times that we've had that happen to us. <laughs> That's our Christmas tradition. What, having Corey Feldman You've been come Feldman. <laughs> Every year he pops up from somewhere different and he just knocks something over like it's a cat. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I found him in the freezer one day. He'd been in there for three days. Oh. And he just came up and he just chucked the peas at me. And we just went, you've been Feldman. the same age. That year is because he'd been in the freezer. That's oh, okay, why. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's our Christmas tradition. Every year, Corey Feldman comes round. He'll hide somewhere, pop out, and go, "You've been Feldman." <laughs> As a surprise. I think he thinks he's being filmed and he's on TV, but no one's told him that it's not his TV show anymore. <laughs> no one's told him that he's not being filmed. We don't have the heart to tell him that we ran out of money for that show after two hours. <laughs> he's just, just kept going. Just bits of camera all the time. It's not there. He just thinks he's breaking the fourth wall and absolutely no one is there. Oh, Corey Feldman. I feel bad for Corey Feldman at the moment. I really do. Anyway, but the next time, and he took him to that to his science teacher, whoever it was, he purposefully got him wet. And I yeah. feel like they deserve to have this happen. Yes, because he... I mean, admittedly, he only made the one. He put a little bit of a pipette on him and only made... The one. Yes. As like a proof of the the scientific method. It It was too late for that. He didn't have time to test the blood because even the next day, the three rules and within three days, they were all broken. Three days. Right. What is this? (laughs) It's it's not even like they're complicated rules. It's not even like don't feed them after 647 
Exactly. <laughs> and then don't feed them again until 5.03 yeah. in the a.m. Yeah, yeah. Between those hours, mm. you can, it's not even like between those hours, you can only feed them on a keto-based diet, mainly <laughs> of know. cheese. No, they can have it's like, No, it's literally don't do anything. Don't feed them anything after midnight. It's that simple. Don't get them wet. Don't give them water to drink. Oh, oh but except on Thursdays <laughs> when it's a full moon and there's a western wind blowing, <laughs> then you can give them gazpacho soup and it's fine. No, it's not even like it's complicated. It's not complicated. And when the person that's given you the mogwai doesn't want to give you the mogwai and also he doesn't really have a left eye or a right eye, whatever, you, you listen to him, don't you? Where do you think that eye injury came from? Gremlins. Yes. <laughs> that guy has seen some shit. <laughs> or... <laughs> he's That's seen it from this saying. side. Not yeah, no, his depth perception is right <laughs> off. It's probably a good thing he wasn't there right at the end coming in to help them. I think we need to talk about one of the unsung heroes of the film. Corey Feldman. Yes, I think we need to talk about one of the other unsung <laughs> oh, heroes right. of the film. No, Corey Feldman is, is a hero of the film. In his own little way, oh, has to be said. Good. What do you mean in his own way? No, in everybody's yeah. way, it's fine, it's good. You're a real big fan of the Corey I Feldman. I was in that right? film, yeah. Yeah, the, the Cormeister. <laughs> the the Feld Man. <laughs> has to be the dog. Oh, yeah. The, the dog is yeah, the a little good. bit of an unsung hero because the temptation that that dog must have had to yeah. just eat yeah. the mogwai. <laughs> Grab it and... <laughs> yeah. Like, you can... Literally, within the first scene, well, when... He kind of pops all of the little ones out. Yeah. The dog is he sat there and he licks his lips at him. He's yeah, like, he does, oh. yeah. Dog's there just going, oh, they can't eat after midnight, but I can. <laughs> Be off with one of those. Bet that tastes like chicken. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just take one of the little ones. They won't even know. It's not even like the big one that he's just got. I'll just take, just take one of the new little ones. They just fit into my mouth so nicely. <laughs> Just be off with like one of them. Like chicken. They, they can't eat after midnight. The dog's got the midnight snackies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up in the morning. I swear there was five of them. Now there's only three. What happened? Dog's <laughs> over there snoozing like, oh, it so off. Full. <laughs> oh, so full. Sorry, I think I ate too many gremlins. Yeah, they definitely don't taste like chicken, but they do taste good, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I think they would taste like chicken. They get enough of it. I imagine that they would probably taste a little bit more like a cross between chicken and fish oh. or something. Because you see what they turn into and it's like, mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, they look a yeah. little bit slimy. So probably a little bit more like frog's legs. That's probably, uh. what, they, yeah, that's probably what they taste like. But the temptation that that dog must have yeah, gone through really to well. not eat. Why did they send them. him away? So the reason that he wasn't there at the end was because... No, he was there at the end. No, he's going to his grandparents' The house. dad took the dog with him when he went to the invention convention. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't even what it's called. I don't know if it was called that. I don't but know. But I, I want to go to an invention convention now. <laughs> No, it's he a, said. I the, think, in, no. the intention was he, to take him to the invention convention. <laughs> <laughs> no, he dropped him off at his grandparents' house because he said to him, "I'm taking the dog to your grandparents." 
And so on the way right. to the invention convention, he dropped the dog off. And Which then was the on intention. the way back from the invention convention, right. he picked him up. Yeah. And gave his invention to the gas station attendant. Uh, <laughs> the gas station had the invention from the convention. <laughs> oh, God. They wanted to do that because they thought that they found him wrapped up in the lights. Um, oh, yeah, from, of course. Because they, they thought, thought it was, it was the, the woman. woman. Yeah, they couldn't find any footprints, they said, though. So they thought it was the woman, but they weren't sure. But yeah. they couldn't find any footprints. But when he was looking for him later on, made a lot of footprints. Yeah, it He did. followed the gremlin's footprints. I think that's because what they had done, because the dog was up in his bedroom, and, and they like, tied him up with the lights and, and pushed him out the out. window. <laughs> Naughty little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he states the obvious, right, by saying, oh, these other ones, they're not like Gizmo. The one with the stripes <laughs> seems to be their leader, which obviously he yeah, is, Yeah, right? yeah. But they point out the fact that it's like, oh, these other ones aren't like Gizmo. At that point, I'd just be like, we're not bloody keeping them then, are we? Yeah, let's get rid of them. <laughs> but how would they get rid of them, though? Oh, we'll drown them. Oh, no. Uh, awkward. Also, I was really <laughs> Tie them up in a bag, chuck them over a bridge. <laughs> no, wait! Oh, uh, God, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad that Gizmo wasn't a chubby fatty and didn't eat the chicken. He, maybe he knew. He's got a body. He's quite smart. Maybe he kind of knew it was too late. Mm. And he was sitting there with his little 3D glasses and his comic book. <laughs> and he was, like, shaking his head. And well, that's kind of like a warning. He should have winked at him, like, yeah, I would like. I don't want any. I don't want wink. any. Maybe <laughs> just as a thought, you shouldn't give any to that. If I, the head Mogwai, mm. Alpha Mogwai, yeah. am saying no, yeah. maybe because you'd be thinking, why do they want loads of food and he doesn't? Exactly, because it's too late. There's also no telling exactly how old. Gizmo is so That's maybe true. Gizmo is like oh, he's way, really wise, way yeah he's quite way old. way old yeah, they've just and been so born. he knows so he knows the rules in his head he knows that he's not allowed oh, he's so to cute. eat I love him but yeah he <laughs> the might be original like, um, baby Yoda yeah I was gonna say he might be like baby Yoda where actually he's like hundred years old but he looks like a child because he ages really slow exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah so he could be really ancient. But these new ones, they're naughty. They've only just been born. They don't know the rules. Yeah, because, I mean, the the boy did say, no matter how much they scream, no matter how much they shout or yell or make a fuss, do not feed them. But the dad didn't say that. No. The dad was specific. just like, oh, yeah, don't don't feed them after midnight. It's pretty important, but I don't really know why. I reckon they know their own rules, though, because the what the only one thing, like, the, they obviously like watching TV, I suppose, but the TV, the radio, everything in the boys' room that was supposed to be plugged in was plugged in and working, apart from the clock that they chewed through the wires of, that had been obviously broken, and that's the only thing that he used to tell the time. Yeah, because Stripe yeah. had a sneaky little look on his face. Yeah. I think Didn't they knew. They? I think they did that on purpose. Yeah. They're horrible. So it obviously is a Christmas movie, but it's a little bit more on the yeah, it's like kind of adult edgy, edgy Christmas movie. Because <laughs> it is a 12, so yeah. it's not really bad, but yeah. it's still a bit, it is a bit edgy. Phoebe Cates at one point does explain why yeah. she doesn't like Christmas. Yeah, and you laughed as if that was a funny story, but I well, don't think that was a funny okay, story. Well, okay, so <laughs> contextually, it's kind of funny because she doesn't really talk about why she doesn't like Christmas and then all of a sudden she decides to blurt out to him right, okay, yeah. that 
she has this really horrible story <laughs> about Christmas where they found her dad oh, in the chimney after three days. So contextually, it's funny in the sense that in the midst of all of this yeah, going on, she's decided to tell him this. Yeah. And it's a really horrible story. Out of context, yeah, it's it's <laughs> nasty. It's horrible. And it's just like... But the thing is, it just takes such a dark turn at that point. But then it does straight away. I didn't think the gremlins would want to murder somebody, but his mum's in the kitchen with a massive knife and, like, pulverising him with the... I don't even know what machine invention stupid things you used to do that. Some sort of bowl blender. <laughs> yeah, bowl blender. A bowl blender. Yeah. And it was so surprising to me how flagrant they were with injuring these animals. I know it was self-defence and I know they were being nasty, but I still think I would have to think a second, should I put an animal in a microwave and explode its head? I don't know. And But she just did it so quick. And it was also like, oh, chuck them on the fire. Quick, chuck them on the fire. Fine. <laughs> you don't know that killing them is the thing to yeah, do. Yeah, right. And, but she just wasn't bothered. Nobody was bothered. No one was even remotely bothered no about one killing w- them. They were just straight away. Yeah. Oh, here we go. La, la, la. No one was concerned with finding a way to reverse the effect. Although I don't think the girl wanted to um, to do that. The girl was just, she was kind of flashing with the camera. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. Flash, she was flashing. She, she kept using the camera and the flash would go off. And she saw she that that made flashed. them kind of scurry. <laughs> she she was the one flashed. that got flashed. <laughs> and um, Ironically, nothing really there to flash. But <laughs> no. let's not yeah, think on that too much. Every other time they were walking around with no clothes on. So how can you be a flasher yeah. all of a sudden? Exactly. And, and oh, now you're precious about putting oh, it away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that bit was really weird as well. Not that bit. That bit was weird. But the bit, the whole bit in the bar. Yeah. I thought so, that was really out of yeah. nowhere. And no, like, it all was. of a sudden there's a gremlin with two hand puppets. Where did they get them from? Right? What are they Where doing? Where did they get them from? I, th- I get that they're trying to give the impression that all of these gremlins have kind of different personalities I among it's them. Really strange. But, uh, but weirdly, if they all have different personalities, not one among them seems to be nice. No, no, right? there isn't one that's just got like different... a moral compass. They're not no. saying, oh, hey, hey, guys, guys, I don't, I don't think we should do this. I think we should stop. Maybe there is one or two that well, are like that, right? <laughs> but they're at the back because they don't want to get found out by the other gremlins because oh. the other gremlins will go, oh, well, they're not one of us. Let's, so they're cowards. Let's kick. Yeah, so they're yeah. there at the back going, oh, we're going to go make some mayhem and the other, <laughs> and the ones at the back are just like, oh, yeah. We're yeah. like really yeah, quietly. So they're like, let's go make guys, some yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, they pick up a rock and just <laughs> pretend to throw it and then just gingerly put it back down on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, take that. Mm. They're like drinking. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> they're drinking the beer. And yeah. Then, mm, mm. <laughs> they, they do the thing where they take a shot but just chuck it chuck over it their, their shoulder. shoulder yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, love a bit of alcohol. And mm, they chuck mm. it over their shoulder and then the one behind them gets wet and then they get <laughs> loads of them. No, there's one that's always trying to do the right thing, trying to be nice, but inadvertently... Will <laughs> yeah, picks up a brick to chuck through a window, but then puts it back down. But then someone else will drive over that brick in their car. <laughs> the car goes flying. <laughs> oh no! That's what happened to the police car when they cut the brakes. They were actually fine, but all of a sudden they flipped and they just like put the brick. They put the bricks down because they thought, "Quick, let's stop them! Stop! Help them stop!" And then they just flipped the whole thing over. This gremlin at the back is just constantly trying to. <laughs> trying to blend in but just gets it wrong 
Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> and then all of the other gremlins just start referring to that one gremlin as dang it. <laughs> Dang it, guys. Oh, he's, he's always at the back for some reason. And you just hear it from the back, like something crash. He goes, ah, oh, dang it. That's so funny. And like, he tries to help Santa by getting him out of the way, but he's got chicken on his fingers. So all the other gremlins are like, quick, go Santa. He smells like chicken. There's one poor gremlin trying to undo all of the work of all of the other ones. And it was his suggestion to go watch Snow White at the cinema. He says, guys, why don't we just take a break? Why don't we just take a break? Why don't we all just go watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, yeah? That sounds like a really good time. Let's stop making mayhem. Let's just go to the cinema. Just watch a film, all right? He's the one that gets them all blown up. And as the building blows up, he's just there at the back. Ah, dang it. Oh, dang it! What did you do to us? <laughs> oh, I, I just like that bit, actually. I just thought it would be a night time. And he was like, milk dads. <laughs> milk <awesome>. dads. <laughs> I'm, I am actually impressed at their like knowledge of pop culture. That was quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew everything. I mean, they were singing along to the song, Snow White yeah. song. And he was like, when the, when the deer turned up, he went, Bambi. <laughs> yeah, see, so that gives me the impression that perhaps knowledge is passed on from gizmo from the one that's yeah the... so gizmo must obviously have been at this point old enough to know what snow white and the seven dwarves is which, which is came out in 1937 in why do all the films that we watch end up being in chinatown do you reckon that this has ties to big trouble in little yeah, china yeah i think it's the same world yeah yeah i think that old guy that was telling them don't do the mogwise is probably the guy that was in that really massive wheelchair <laughs> in the massive wheelchair, <laughs> yeah. not the mini wheelchair. No, the massive Comedic wheelchair. Comedic value there. I'm glad that we walked in on the boy in Chinatown practising his costume for Comic-Con that year when he was being <laughs> short round. Yeah, because they do look very, <laughs> like they're dressed exactly very the same, similar. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was called Short Stack. So, I was, so when we were short watching stack. it, I was about to say, what's Short Stack doing here? But no, Short Round. <laughs> no, they do look very similar. Like they're dressed exactly the same. And I don't know what it is about young Asian kids that decide to dress like baseball players. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's But there we go. That's an 80s thing. There. Yeah, it's very 80s yeah, kids yeah, thing. Because that's very. like the Goon. Exactly. Well. Even though, maybe ironically, it's a Spielberg thing. It is, maybe it is a Steven Spielberg thing. You're absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It probably is. Even though it's probably not an 80s thing because Temple of Doom was made in the 80s or around then, yeah, but, but not set, set way back. The, yeah. So it makes me think, is that just, is that what Steven Spielberg thinks that young Asian kids <laughs> dress like? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think that there's definite ties in Big Trouble in Little China to Gremlins. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon so. I reckon that... Gremlins was way better. Yeah, well... Also mm, had Corey Feldman in it and he put in a stonking performance. I kind of wish that there was some evidence in either of these films that makes you go, oh yeah, this bit in the background here yeah. turns up in Big Trouble in Little China or well, something. Well, there isn't, no, because it's not no. the same film. 
No. <laughs> when did Big Trouble in Little China come out? Big Trouble in Little China was 1986. So, so they it was had after. Yeah, so they had so time. Was first. They had time to tie this to. It might not have been Gremlins. the same Chinatown though. There's mm, a lot of them. Maybe not. There is a difference. They didn't mention where they lived though, did they? Obviously, I don't think he travelled from Chinatown, but they didn't mention where they lived. I don't think. No, they didn't. Just. American town, I suppose. Yeah, and speaking of, it's really hard to place exactly where this town is because it obviously looks like a relatively small suburban town. Okay? Yeah. Old fashioned bank. There's a hardware store. Yeah, There's it was a discount snowing store. As well, though, snowing. So. But for some reason, oh, they've got a bloody Burger King, yeah, don't they? What the hell? They do also have a cinema, though. Yeah, but the cinema... And apparently a department store, which is where they... Yeah. It looked, it looked really small on the outside, but when they went inside, it was... A, when she said, oh, we went into that department store, I thought, what? They call a candy shop a department store. But then it was actually massive. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think the definition of what a department store is... Well, different departments. Yeah, exactly. It could so just be... it was be, right. Because it, it could had be a like relatively, a section, a garden yeah. section. So, yeah. So it could still be a relatively small shop just selling lots of different things. But yeah, the, I'm going to say cinema, that it's in Boulder, Colorado, which is where Stephen King puts all of his stuff. So it's like maybe The Shining was started off by Gremlins. Hey, hey now, you know, that's... Maybe he thought he had The Shining, but it was just that both of them could see the Gremlins all the time doing their stuff. Well, I, I mean, do you know what? Out of all of the times maybe Pennywise make... was a Gremlin. How do we know? Because, oh. because, because they watched Snow White do the in Snow White and Seven Dwarves the gremlin watched the dwarves do Tall Man do you know what I mean when, yeah. they, when they stand on top of each other's shoulders yeah, yeah, and put yeah. the coat over so they did the, it did Tall Man <laughs> so now the gremlins are thinking I think I see we should do that and they did that and there were Pennywise <laughs> so Pennywise is actually just five gremlins on each doing of their shoulders <laughs> doing, doing Tall Man <laughs> we're not doing Muppet Man <laughs> <laughs> We've cracked, so we've cracked the code for Pennywise. Pennywise is actually five gremlins all in a clown costume. Yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't figure out how to <laughs> kill Pennywise sooner in that case. It definitely explains why he's hanging around in sewers, doesn't it? He's out of direct sunlight then, isn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, there, there we, we go. go. then. So, yeah, so that's... Well, but whatever you do, don't feed Pennywise after midnight. Because then Pennywise <laughs> Pennywise then multiplies. No, he gets bad. Oh, no, it doesn't matter because he's already like that. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So what happens if you feed them after midnight when they're already gremlins? Don't, Nothing happens. Yeah, they ju- they're just not hungry anymore. Oh. <laughs> <They just laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's literally it. But I, I'm glad that you brought up earlier the, the weird scene in the bar because... Out of context, it's it's very strange because it's it's such a throwaway thing that happens afterwards that Phoebe Cates gets into his car and she's frightened by Gizmo. She goes, oh, what's that? What's that? And he goes, it's all right. It's Gizmo. It's a mogwai. This is what mm. those things are before yeah. they... Ch- so hang on. If she didn't actually know what they were... Did she just think it was perfectly all right to serve them in a bar? She was just doing her job. She was just, just doing her job. Right, but what makes a customer comes okay. in and you serve them beer? It doesn't matter who they are. You make sure you get them a drink. Frankly, if I was behind the bar in her situation, I would have cut half of them off right away. <laughs> yeah, way before that. I would have ID'd a lot of them. 
And it's like, they're like, what is ID? <laughs> we were born yesterday. Then you are definitely not old enough to drink. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, I wouldn't be serving just, her. But I think she served them so that they, they probably threatened her. Well, yeah, probably. Serve me or you die or something. So she was like desperately trying to serve them. Yeah. But she was trying to defend herself because obviously she got the camera out. Yeah, that's true. So she realised that maybe... That's true. Setting the light off, I don't know. It just shows the extent of their laziness that a couple of them can get behind the bar and pour beer into themselves, but most yeah. of them just want just want someone to wait on them <laughs> and bring them bring they them beer lazy. nuts and beer nuts. <laughs> and serve them whiskey. That's what one of them's called. One of them's called. One beer of nuts. them's called beer nuts. <laughs> you don't want to know what he gets up to. <laughs> if he gets too many beers in him, he starts flashing people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's Little it, beer that's beer nuts. Oh, <laughs> old beer nuts. <laughs> old I'm doing shenanigans. Oh, you flash your nuts one time. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, that was just a very out of context it part. Was, yeah. That she just decided it was perfectly okay to keep doing her job and just right. serve them. Well, I thought that whole thing was weird and really out, just out of place, really out of place. I thought it was really strange. I was just sitting there watching that and I just thought, I've got no idea how this came about it's almost like there was a deleted scene where they all just walk they all just storm the bar and she's yeah, there I feel, I feel like, like cornered at the beginning yeah she's there cornered by all of these gremlins and she doesn't know what's about to happen there's a moment where they're like am i gonna get eaten and then they all just decide to go and sit in a seat yeah. And start banging on the tables, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, okay, oh, right. Well, I've got to. I mean, okay. Well, we don't I mean, need that, that scene now because I've, we've filled that in." Out of our yeah, right. <laughs> God, I mean, how much do they need to smoke and drink? And this is the other thing. They must have stank. And this is the other thing. It's a weird. It's weird contextually because it's obviously not good that they get water on them yeah because then they multiply but it's okay to put beer in yeah so this is what i mean when it says get them wet does it literally mean just water because they were spilling drink all over the place so at what point does does getting wet constitute going from water to something else just mean water then right like just like if you poured milk on them would it be all right or thing yeah i don't know i don't know there must be something in water that just doubles them i don't know (laughs) but also it's fine to put liquids into them yeah when it's not water that's what i'm saying so it can be anything they can have anything on them just as long as it's not water (laughs) maybe we're looking for plot holes here where there are none maybe it is maybe it is literally as simple as just don't get water on them yes yes that's what they say maybe that's it don't give them a bath maybe that's it how do you feel about this constituting a christmas movie i think that apart from him getting the mogwai as a christmas present nothing else happens that is to do with christmas nothing nothing happens to do with christmas like so it, the convention right it doesn't happen because it's christmas time okay. and he takes the dog away because like he could have gone to that chinatown and got him a present because he was looking for one for his birthday yeah and the that's film true would have been exactly the same that's, apart from that that is a good point so I mean, he might not have been able to wrap the dog up in lights because it, it wouldn't have been yeah. lights outside. but that's fine by me don't yeah. just don't do that anyway the dog is the secret mvp of the film yeah the dog's there at don't the end <laughs> who comes back to practically help save yeah, him and that's really the original well. pet that the family <laughs> had yeah so the dog's there at the end like see this is what happens when you get a pet <laughs> 
This is what happens. Remember this next time you're thinking about getting another pet. Hello. Uh, The one original pet of the family Mm. right here being (laughs) overlooked for my valuable contribution to this scenario. Thank you. Yeah. And he turns up at the end in the store, his dad and the dog, and the guy isn't like, oh, how did you get here? Oh, you're here. He wasn't surprised in the slightest. He just went, oh, give me a scarf. Yeah, it's just too wrapped up with mogwais. The reason I ask about the Christmas movie scenario is because there's kind of two different schools of thought about what makes a Christmas movie. Now, the more commonly accepted one is that it's a movie where the crux of the film centres around Christmas. So Christmas is kind of the catalyst for it, or the film revolves almost entirely about Christmas. So, as an example, any any version of Christmas Carol, although we know for a fact that the Muppet version of Christmas Carol <laughs> is the number one version of Christmas Carol and the greatest Christmas movie of all time. That's already established. We know that to be fact. Anyone that disagrees with that, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. You can try and fight me on it. You can try. You will lose. Something like Elf... All right. That's the best Christmas movie. Definitely. Well, Elf is definitely a close second to Muppet Christmas Carol. And The Grinch, right? So they're all very Christmassy movies. They are definitely Christmas. Center around. So without argument, films like that are constituting Christmas movies. Probably would have happened without it being Christmas because elves make toys all year round. That's the point of them. They do. But (laughs) the fact of it is that. It, yeah, they spread by Christmas the end of the film, yeah. Santa is there. They have yeah, to help. Yeah. So anything like that kind of constitutes very strongly a Christmas, film, a Christmas yeah. movie. There is also the school of thought that a Christmas movie kind of constitutes <laughs> a film that is set around Christmas. The events of which don't necessarily tie into the fact that it is Christmas, but it happens at Christmas. Yeah, so that's kind of annoying. Well, my thought process on this is that, okay, this is set at Christmas. A lot of it happens at Christmas. Christmas doesn't necessarily directly affect the storyline. No, it doesn't. The fact that it's Christmas is a catalyst for the event because he's getting him a present. He's getting it, yeah, as a a Christmas present. But But you've pointed out it could have been his birthday. It could have been been a souvenir. Exactly. Right. I think I'm trying to get something for my kid because I've come back from this place and he's never been here before. Right. The other reasoning is that Phoebe Cates's character doesn't like Christmas, and I know, but it's all of that. Deal out of it though. Right. There's nothing. There's no actual story that has come from that. Right. The only thing that happens is her explaining why she doesn't like it. It doesn't stop the plot of the film happening or anything sure. like that. So that doesn't I don't think that really matters. But it is Christmas related, her yeah, her it's tragic Christmas story. Related. So, yeah, but yeah. you know she... So those are really the only two kind of evident parts of this being a specifically Christmas of, yeah. movie. So my thought process on this is if this can constitute being a Christmas movie in most people's books, more often than not accepted as being a Christmas movie, there should be absolutely zero argument that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I know, I know your thought, I know. 
thinking that Die Hard is a Christmas movie does it's not, not cons- a personality. It's trait. not. It's not a personality trait. But people act like it is. Though. But pe- right. Okay. But oh, for the- so cool. And cool <laughs> no, everyone's heard that. Right. We all know about it. It's not a cool individual but then you thing. Can say that like, well, isn't Deadpool a Christmas movie because he proposes to his girlfriend at Christmas, which is very nice. I'm willing to accept that. That's a nice plot thing that happens, isn't it? And they're together forever after that because of that. And he changes his uh, yeah. attitude because he's getting married to somebody. And that happened at Christmas. I'm I'm willing to accept that. Yeah, but I don't accept that, though. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> well, okay. But if you had put that to me as a genuine argument, I would have accepted that. So if Gremlins can constitute a Christmas movie, Die Hard can, mm, okay? Right. I also think, along those lines, that... Batman Returns mm, okay, should fine. constitute a Christmas movie, right? Right. Yeah. I also think that perhaps Iron Man 3 should well, constitute a Christmas movie. Because so. it happens <laughs> around Christmas. Right. Yeah. I just kind of think that if you're drawing that parallel... Do you say... Well, I mean, Home Alone is a Christmas film, right? Because it happens at Christmas and the decorations are up. And they go away and leave him because they're going away for Christmas. They are, absolutely. So that's something that happens because it's Christmas. Yes. And also it ties in with the old man across the road because he's alone at Christmas as well. And they kind of bond over that. The fact that he says, I haven't seen my family and everything like that. So that... (laughs) kind of has the Christmas element to it. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's very Christmassy then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I can't think of any other film that I've seen that's got Christmas in it that you wouldn't really think is a Christmas film because act I don't know. Apart well the other argument <laughs> The other argument is Love Actually. Now I've never thought of Love Actually as a Christmas movie. That, yeah, that's really Christmas. Everything happens at Christmas in that movie. Yeah I know, but this is the thing, I never really thought of it as being a Christmas movie because I don't know how much of Christmas is the trigger for things happening. But thinking back on it, yeah, there are I don't quite know. a I few. Seen that well, I know what Christmas special twenty twenty one's gonna be. Absolutely not. Bloody love, actually, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think we're gonna come up with a better one for our Christmas special next year. But I'm just wondering, kind of, what thought process you fall into, like what camp. Are you settling in? Are you settling in? It definitely has to be a Christmas-centric movie. Santa, presents, Scrooge, everything (laughs) like that. It has to tick all of these boxes. Or is the fact that it is around Christmas and mentions Christmas and everything like that enough to constitute a Christmas movie? I don't know whether people call something a Christmas movie because that means they would watch it at Christmas which would then mean that it can be anything that you can watch as a family and enjoy Uh, or whether they say a Christmas film because it says Christmas in it let's say for argument's sake that tradition is taken out of the equation like if it's someone's tradition at I don't Christmas. Mean tradition. I just mean, oh look, this is a film that you can watch with all of the family in front of you without feeling like 
the old granny's not going to be Ooh, at it. And right. the little kids can also watch it and everybody can enjoy it. Because, like, right. why isn't Toy Story a Christmas Ex- film? Because yeah, at the okay. end, he gets a puppy for Christmas, which then leads on to Toy Story 2 because he's got the puppy in it, like, and him and Woody. And, sure, like, sure, you know, sure. So you there is mention of Christmas. Christmas. That's a Christmas film because it snows at the end and there's a tree. Sure, you could. But what I'm saying is that if ever, if it was a family's tradition to put on Temple of Doom... No, but that's not what I meant, though. I meant a film that everybody... Because, that obviously, you know, they've watched Gremlins and they want to see more short round. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, they're not the same person. They're um, not the same so, person, are they? I, so I don't... To be honest, I don't really mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really bothered about what people think is a Christmas film or not. I think if you want to think it's a Christmas film and you enjoy it, then that's fine. But... Which it, which I would there actually is say nothing festive about the poster. Is All it? right. No, no. It's just a gremlin on the front. Well, it's a mogwai on the front. He's not a gremlin yet. The original poster had him in a box with a ribbon on it. Did it? I think. Maybe that's just because he's a present. I believe I so. Oh, actually, no. I take it back. There isn't. I'm remembering it wrong. There isn't a ribbon on the box. So it's just. The but box. he is in a box. That makes yeah. it look like they've put him in that box because so um, yeah. he's sleeping in there or he's gone away or something. Yeah, so there isn't in actually the box it's dark. That's anything why. Christmassy about the poster. You are right. Interesting. Interesting. So they don't think that it's an out-and-out Christmas film, do they? No. But in Die Hard, the catalyst for him being there yeah, is that Christmas it's party. a Christmas party. Yeah. And he obviously makes references to christmas as well like now i have a machine gun ho 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 all of that kind of yeah, stuff that's quite weird, actually, yeah so <laughs> there's things like that that happen throughout die hard that are christmas okay, references yeah. well i'm not really sure i like your diplomatic approach though i like that you are diplomatic enough to go do you know what people can sit and enjoy at Christmas whatever they want to enjoy. Because I really like watching Singing in the Rain at Christmas, but there is nothing to do with Christmas on that. It's in summer. I mean, you're yeah, you're <laughs> right. But it's how it makes you feel, isn't it? It doesn't make me feel Christmassy, f- though. It doesn't I make you feel Christmassy, but it makes you feel happy. Reason, it's always on at Christmas. It like, gives Star you enjoyment. It's going to be a Christmas film because that is literally always on at Christmas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's true. And we'll never know. They might be celebrating their Christmas around the time that Star Wars is because we're on a different planet. Well, that we'll leave that to the Star Wars holiday special. No, but they did I that think. because of us, though. They were yeah. celebrating Western Christmas at that time because they got famous. So Star Wars is a documentary, right? <laughs> so when the first... <laughs> So when the first one happened... I love this. This is a whole new mentality to your (laughs) Star Wars fandom that I haven't seen before. But please, do continue. Star Wars is a documentary. So Star Wars is a documentary. And then because their war and plight and story got beamed out across the galaxy, even to us on Earth, they became like really famous and everybody knew who they were so then they thought oh we're gonna have to do a holiday special because earth celebrates western Mm. civilization like celebrates christmas in a western way and so we're gonna do that because they love us there this has put the star wars holiday special into a whole new light and actually it's not so bad it's not so bad now (laughs) because like they're doing what we think christmas is you know (laughs) So, like, they're celebrating the holidays like they think we do. So they're doing it for us. They're like, oh, they'll love this because this is our Christmas. That's their Christmas. And we were like, right. oh, this is really bad. And then they were, oh, that's really bad. We thought we did a really good job. Oh, now I've 
now I feel so bad about so then in, bragging on the holiday special so much. So because it was snow, it was snowing on Hoth Planet, right? Right. That could have been their their actual their actual Christmas, <laughs> and how they celebrate is like riding those tauntauns and stuff. I love it. That's what their Santa is on the tauntauns. <laughs> I would love it if Santa came riding in <laughs> with a sleigh pulled by tauntauns. Yeah, that would be He's absolutely not Santa, incredible. Though, obviously, because it's not the same. But no. No, because they're a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But Oh, I see. Hey, no. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the part of the film that I always miss. <laughs> that is, though. It's the part that I always forget. Oh, so their documentary. Yeah, so it took a really long time to get here. But, but it got here. It did, it did still get here. <laughs> it just wasn't time for us yet. Like no, the old wasn't. Chinese man yeah, said, yeah, yeah. we weren't ready for we it We weren't yet. ready. So we had to wait a long time. We're not prepared enough. Yeah. This is a whole new level to your Star Wars fan. I've <laughs> got to say, I like it. It's put everything in a... Framed everything in a whole new perspective for me. Yeah. I never thought I would say this. I really feel like watching the Star Wars holiday special now. <laughs> <laughs> Sentence yeah, I never right. thought I would say. I'm right. They're doing it. The reason why it looks weird and bad is because they're doing it because they think that's what we want. Because that's what they think our Christmas is. It's like Nightmare Before Christmas. He right. ruins Christmas because he thinks right. that's what it is. Now it's interesting. But he doesn't know that he's ruining Christmas. No, exactly. And it's interesting that you mentioned that. Do you think of Nightmare Before Christmas as a Christmas movie? Or a Halloween yeah. movie, or a bridge between the two. When's, yeah, both. When's an appropriate time to watch that? Every day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair no, enough. You, no, but the whole film happens because he found a Christmas land. But to be fair, it's Christmas there all the time. That's, That's the whole true. point. So he just happened to come across it sure. at just before Christmas, so he had enough time to prep for Christmas. But that's because he was annoyed at Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he yeah. was different. Yeah. So... So yeah, that is Christmas, yeah. Okay. Because his whole story arc is about him yeah. being Santa and that happens because it's Christmas. See, because it's weird for me because I feel like the second half of that film is very Christmassy. But That's the, point, the yeah. first half of that film, I feel like it's better to watch it at Halloween. But that's the point. But yeah, that's the whole thing it's, of the film. Uh, it's, it's, I, I get <laughs> it's it. Halloween, yeah. and then he falls into Christmas, and then the last yeah. part is about Christmas. I realise that by saying this, I have summed up the movie. <laughs> you literally very just wrote the bio of the film. I have, yeah, because it's so half and half. I don't feel like it's ever really a good time to watch them at either. But if I could stick on the film from like the halfway point. And go, oh yeah, this is very Christmassy. And <laughs> carry I, it on. I think that it's yeah. more Christmassy, yeah. So, as long as we don't ever have to watch the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch again, then I'm fine. Oh, I just want to apologise, Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, I, I I respect you as an actor, but I think that your portrayal of the Grinch was sadly far inferior to that of Jim Carrey. And that's our mindset in this household. So I just, as a disclaimer... We are not deliberately hating Benedict Cumberbatch, but we are saying he's inferior to Jim Carrey in these circumstances. Every way. Oh, okay. It, uh, <laughs> it, and many other ways as well, but mainly in these circumstances. I know this isn't about the Grinch. This podcast isn't about the Grinch. Uh, no, because but... otherwise we would have named it the Grinch cast. <laughs> we should do a podcast that's just about the Grinch. <laughs> No, but anyway, no, no, no. I, I love how excited you got about that. I almost can't say no to that. We'll do a follow-up on that... this one just about the Grinch. 
don't know. I know that this isn't about the Grinch, but that film was really bad. But the they, Benedict Cumberbatch version. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if they hadn't called it the Grinch, it would have been fine because actually they did a really big bit about the story that wasn't about the Grinch at all. No. They did yeah. Cindy Lou's story and right. all of that story, which I actually really enjoyed. I actually really liked that. Yeah. But that wasn't at all what the Grinch was, the book and all of that. Right. So if they had just taken the Grinch parts out and called it Cindy Lou's Christmas or something, yeah. it would have been perfect. It would have been fine. Right. I would have loved it. Yeah. But for some that reason, they decided to do both of them. Yeah, yeah, Make it yeah, about yeah. the Grinch, even though it wasn't, which is weird, and make it about that, but the Grinch wasn't about that. So, yeah, it was strange. I think they should have gone the other so, way. So given the opportunity to watch either that version of the Grinch again mm. or Gremlins mm. which out of the two of those would you think of as being more of a oh yeah I want to watch that at Christmas the Gremlins probably really okay. not because it's not because I'm saying it's more of a Christmas film but just because I think it's better You've, okay all right it is though isn't it? so this is the crux <laughs> exactly and this is the crux of what I'm getting to because ultimately we kind of want to figure out Obviously, Gremlins is a classic movie. There's no real argument about that. It is a widely known film, and it has a big cult following. Yes, yeah. There's a second film, which yes, is yeah. Gremlins 2, yeah, The I've New Batch. because I've seen the woman gremlin yes like the, leopard, the, the sexy leopard print gremlin that i've seen and that is and so hilarious I thought that was gonna turn up and then i remember no. no that's in number two yeah so yeah that's a shame that one is not christmas centric though although i will say that the thing that was severely lacking from this first one they do make up for in the second one by having an appearance from one hulk hogan <laughs> i okay. think the only thing that could have really made this first one better would be having hulk hogan <laughs> make appearance and then appearing in the second one as well maybe referencing his appearance in the, in the first film i mean that's the only thing mentally that would have made it better for me but yes I did like, severely I like the lacking way they that. talked though that the their speech and their little things that made me laugh quite a lot but um yeah that sounded quite minion-y there was quite a lot a little of, bit there's quite a lot of stuff that i kept thinking like might have been influenced by it like yeah. the minion talk and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And obviously it's like preying on people's fear of Furbies because in the late 90s oh when everybody got Furbies, God. everybody thought that's what was going to happen. Oh my God. <laughs> I never had and a Furby. The, no, the Furbies were really strongly influenced by Mogwai's. I can imagine, yeah. And then sometimes, like when their batteries would start to run out, they'd be like, say weird stuff and go <laughs> oh, really rude oh. like that. And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> oh my God. And in the middle of the night, they would start Literally for no nightmare reason. fuel. As a short aside, because we're talking about Christmas movies and because you have mentioned that, I do feel it is time for a little bit of a Christmas anecdote that one year we did make a trip to New York and it was the year that Furbies were the big thing. They were the rage. And we went to one of the big New York department stores because obviously, as we've established... Department stores. Department well, stores can mean department quite store, a lot it? of anything. But they had a toy section. And we bought, I think it was three different Furbies. Uh, three? <laughs> three, yeah. One oh. for me. Oh, right, okay. Because I was I thought they were all eight. for you. And I was going to say, oh my no, God, I didn't, had, like... No, I, d I how didn't... How could you have all of them in your room? No way. 
one for me and then two for like, other people that we knew because they were like the big thing yeah, that we they could were. get them yeah, and brought them back. And I have to say, the Furby is possibly the biggest nightmare fuel I have had. I don't know if my brother had one, but I definitely didn't have one. But it's like, even like the sound of their eyes closing and stuff, because it's so mechanical, it's like, ting, ting. It was exactly that. And you know what? This little bastard kept waking me up yeah. in the middle of the night yeah, but you don't even know Something... what goes past it though like a fly might fly past it that you haven't noticed and then it sets it off two in the morning <laughs> this little bastard decided oh do you know what i'm gonna get you all lively now then, should you? i bloody didn't feed him liar. after midnight liar. it was <laughs> and i'll tell you lies blatant he woke me up at two in the morning because the bastard was hungry. That's what it was. <laughs> I was like, food, I can't feed you. No matter how much they scream or shout or make a fuss, you do not give them food after midnight. Right? Just don't listen to them. Well, I thought, oh, I'm going to have a sleepless night because <laughs> this little thing. So I do feel the need to say that <laughs> the... Drop kicked it out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember putting a blanket over it. Yeah, so that's what you've got to do. I thought like it was like, I like, thought it was like it, a budgie. You think that it's nighttime when it isn't. Yeah. So let's just say that the craze of the Furbies was very short-lived in my childhood household. And they weren't even nice to hold because when you picked them up, they were very hard, weren't they? Like mechanical. You would think that they would make the body out of something that was like really soft and then maybe the head had to be hard because it moved and stuff. But it wasn't, was it really? Have you ever seen a picture of a Furby with all of the stuff taken off of it? It makes it even worse. It's like a picture of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume. It's it's so terrible. And like the teeth are really covered. <laughs> so this is literally the real life gremlins because yeah. under the fur it's just all nightmares yeah all of it's it it's so funny as well the first thing that the i mean that's like really also i mean we know where the teenager got his irresponsibility from because the dad turns up the the boy's probably a little bit worried and he's like oh i got it wet i got it wet i'm so sorry i got it wet <laughs> and they are everywhere and then the dad comes down and goes so that's what happens when they get them wet. Yeah. Nice. Literally, so that's it. literally didn't even well go. Well done, son. The... <laughs> literally, if, if he was any kind of dad, he would have been like. He would have gone what mad. Was... Okay, maybe not the first. Literally, the second thing that I told you about this thing. Don't get it wet. Yeah. I mean, you can say the same thing about Furbies, but if you get Furbies wet, they just break. Yeah, they just spark everywhere, <laughs> and that'd just, be horrific as well. They just shit the bed and just die. <laughs> Nothing interesting happens. Yeah, so I think he was very irresponsible. He just thought, oh, I could sell it as an invention, even though it's a living thing. Yeah, okay. But he ma- never actually did that, though, did he? Or did he? Because maybe, maybe he made Furbies. <gasps> oh! See? <laughs> See, we didn't think about that, did we? No, maybe that was his big thing. Because he's an inventor. He's an yeah, inventor. He's an inventor. So maybe he's he thought, a convention inventor. <laughs> he he couldn't put down the idea of the Mogwai, and he thought, Do you know what? Maybe I need to invent a toy that a is the Mogwai. And then, lo and behold, oh, weird. ten years after this comes out, he he's bloody done it, <laughs> and he makes the Furbies. Bye, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. Okay, so I think we need to come to a conclusion on Gremlins. I think we need to work out A, if it's a classic, B, if it does in fact constitute 
a Christmas classic or a Christmas film at all and see what your rating of it is going to be. So, do we think that this is a classic movie? Yeah. Considering that this has... Yeah, I think it's a classic movie. Yeah. Considering that it influenced Furbies, considering that it probably influenced Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Considering that it got a sequel that was pretty yeah. successful, successful enough for Hulk Hogan <laughs> to be in it. <laughs> He's been in a lot of films that we probably shouldn't mention. So I would Santa with Muscles on was one of them, <laughs> which is another Christmas movie. That is a Christmas movie, though. Santa with Muscles. Yeah. So there we go. Considering that it's getting a spin-off TV series called Secrets of the Mogwai, it is coming oh. out, and they have confirmed that it's all going to be puppets again it's not going to be cgi that's good it is good it's it stays with the classic filmmaking aspect of it yeah so there oh, is nice. going to be a spin-off series of it really coming popular, out i think it's going to reintroduce yes. furbies into pop culture well it's going to be mogwai and it? it's not going to be furbies, it is hopefully but it he is. is so cute he is really cute. It is cute so it does constitute a classic movie does it constitute a classic christmas movie is I mean, this i know i made christmas a point movie. of saying that actually the, like, the plot doesn't happen because of christmas exactly it's coincidental but i think it, it does revolve around christmas quite heavily they kill a santa they wrap the dog up in christmas lights they're hiding in the christmas tree Corey feldman probably wouldn't have turned up if he didn't have to deliver the christmas tree and that was the best part of it <laughs> yeah. so so yeah i think it probably was a classic christmas film okay i really like i did really like it i really enjoyed it actually i think out of all the ones that we've watched, this has been one of the ones that I've really enjoyed. Okay. Because I don't think there was a lot of things that I was watching that I realised was stupid or really bad. No. Or like, there's no like mis- massive holes that you could pick out as such. You kind of just watched it and went yeah. along with it, really. Yeah. Because you think, well, if he can do that and turn into this, then everything about the rest of the film is all gravy, yeah. and it doesn't matter. Yeah. That those women's eyebrows, fine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the point where Spike jumped into the pool and yeah. your reaction to that yeah. point was oh my <laughs> oh, <no>. god <laughs> so i was a little bit like yeah you didn't see that coming really, no i did didn't you? see that coming that's quite funny actually. so that was quite um, good yeah i think really the only thing that i kind of thought was a bit strange was that they managed to kill that guy with his snow plow when actually he could have just ran the opposite direction quite quickly <laughs> he just he kept just backing away yeah. really slowly instead yeah. of getting out of its way so that was a frustrating thing and the whole time he was saying there's gremlins in the machines and he knew and he actually he knew he was w- the only w- I- I. <laughs> right so would you say that this is more of a classic christmas film than some others that people consider to be christmas movies would you say that this is don't know. more of a christmas movie than perhaps off the top of my head, ones we've talked about, Home Alone or Love Actually. I don't think it's or... more than Home... I don't think it's more Christmassy than Home Alone because I think a lot of things happened in Home Alone on purpose to do with Christmas. Okay. So I think that was really a plot point in that sure. film. Sure, of course. And it's not as much in this film. No. I haven't seen Love Actually, so I can't comment. Okay. <laughs> we might keep it that way, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. More Christmassy than... It is a than... classic, though. I don't know that if it's more Christmassy yeah. than anything else, but it is a classic, though. More Christmassy than Die Hard? Or about yeah. the same? It's more... I would say it's more Christmassy than Die Hard, but only because it's friendlier. Right. It's not as yeah. horrible. I mean, there's, there's still a little bit of murder, mm. and there's still a bit of blood. Yeah. But it is murder that's fun, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But I would argue that at this point, 
in popular culture, Die Hard is is more of a favourite than Gremlins. No, but you can't is. show a child Die Hard. No, you can't. You can't. You can't sit down at Christmas and watch Die Hard with a full house of family. I but would you probably argue. Probably could with Gremlins. I know it's a twelve, but yeah. children are different now. They're not going to be bothered about that. Tell that to ten-year-old me. Ten-year-old me, for some reason, watched this film all the way through from start to finish, right? Mm. Loved it. Thought it was great. Then, upon a second viewing, (laughs) for some reason, decided to get a bit freaked out by it and switch it off. Which bit? The bit in the science lab where he gets clawed by it and it's a tense moment. Oh, weird. That was, that was the point that, that I decided to get freaked part. out by it. Even his face. I know. How weird. Weird. I know. You're Very weird. strange. <laughs> but I was fine the first watch through. That I thought, strange. oh, it's a little bit scary, but I'm okay with this. I think it might have been situational. Well, I don't know you what were it was. Two years off it, Probably watching it late at night. After midnight. Probably. <laughs> Don't feed this child the Gremlins movie <laughs> after, after midnight. midnight. They'll freak out with the hand. The hand will scare them. The hand coming up and clawing him. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. also watched Jurassic Park and thought that was fine. And that's got loads of talons. Yeah, that is true. Do you know what? If I could rationalise it for <laughs> no, you, there must have just been one I would. Out, but I even know. I, as a fully Maybe grown adult, am now at the going. Same time and you were like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, switching that off. <laughs> Your Furby woke up and you were like, I don't know. Oh, my God. Do you know what? That might have been what it was. My my Furby suddenly woke up and was like, right, well, this is going off. (laughs) That's quite enough of that. So it is a classic Christmas movie by that standard. I think so. Okay. Christmas. It's all about traditions. It's all about presents and families and everything like that. But tradition (laughs) is key in that that reminds me I'd need to get you some Christmas presents at some point. So rude. So rude. Tradition is a big part of it. So traditionally, on this podcast, every time you give a rating for a film, it's out of something different that is centric to the film. So what are you giving Gremlins and what is it going to be out of? Well, I had two things that I could possibly give. So shall I give two and then you can say which one you like best? (laughs) I'm going to give it... That's my Christmas present this year. The choice. (laughs) Yeah, the The choice choice of what to give it out of. You're so So, generous. I know. So (laughs) I am going to give it five because I actually really like it. Yeah, and he's really cute and it's kind of funny, but there's also a bit of action and a bit of tension. So this is the first five that you've given. Okay, yeah. On this podcast. Well, I think it's just got everything. I think everybody would be happy watching it. That's why. Wow. Do you we, think everybody? Well, would yeah. Be happy watching I mean, it? absolutely. Like, I, can't I think get of it. Somebody that would that would watch it and say, "No, that is just terrible. That's terribly made. That's awful." Because I, don't, I think it's kind of fun. It's got a bit of everything. Like, as yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. So, and the so, puppetry in it, but, the the practical effects. Yeah, in really it, good. All really good. Yeah, and the so dog. This is it's got and, a dog. It's got a dog in it. What more do you need? <laughs> so. We've established that five is pretty much you can't pick out anything wrong with the film. I, not really. So. No. If if you were picking out things that were wrong, you would be really just doing it for the sake of it. I think. Right. I think just okay. to watch it as a whole film and think that pretty much everybody would be able to get something out of it, then it's a five. Right. So definitely not tying this to Big Trouble in Little China. Definitely then. not tying it. To that. <laughs> okay. So five oh, out of. <laughs> first one i'm gonna say is five milk duds <laughs> right. because i mean that's hilarious yeah that was and the other one is gonna be five bathroom buddies <laughs> <laughs> five out of five bathroom buddies yeah do you know what 
purely because of your reaction to it, I I'm gonna go with milk duds because I know <laughs> I that you loved duds. that it bit, so and funny. I feel like you'd be milk disappointed. Duds. There we go. <laughs> and also because milk duds are tasty. They're pretty nice. I didn't know I, any other like comedy value sweets. Do you know who deserves a milk dud? What? You do. Do I? Yeah. We don't have them. We don't. They're just like little, like, kind of Oh, chocolate. I'm lactose intolerant. I probably couldn't have them. Oh, you, milk. Do you know what? You couldn't. <laughs> Maybe we can find some equivalent of <laughs> milk duds that, that, that no are milk lactose. Duds. <laughs> Milk-free duds. <laughs> Fake milk duds. No, just no... Just, Oat milk duds. Just duds. <laughs> Dud milk. Just dud. milk. Just it just duds. No, I did like no. it. And I thought it was the perfect length as well. It, it finished at just the exact right time. you know right what? It, it is. It is. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Because I felt like Teen Wolf was on it. for about four hours. <laughs> Teen Wolf. Ugh. Yeah. Not tying this to Big Trouble in Little China. Not tying this to Teen Wolf. No. <laughs> no. So there oh, we go. My Our dad's f- a wolf. But why? But Nobody why? Knows. No one knows. <laughs> my dad was a mogwai. <laughs> So five out of five milk duds for Gremlins. I didn't think it was going to be a five out of five movie. We want to put it on for you, but now it is. We've established that it is indeed a classic movie, and on top of that, a classic Christmas movie. But what do all of you out there in the podcast land think? Do you agree that Gremlins is a Christmas movie, and is it worthy of a five out of five milk dud? rating are there other christmas movies that you want to suggest to us that we can watch on future christmas podcasts what is your favorite classic christmas movie or one that you like to watch that's christmas centric that we might not have thought of or we might not have seen before you can get in touch with us on twitter i am at drew bridger at amber inch and you can use the hashtag bttr pod to get in contact with us and if they like this podcast what else should they do amber you should like subscribe and review on your podcast service and also we've got a brand new instagram page which is hashtag super cool and neat and that's (laughs) at bttr pod hallelujah it's a christmas miracle (laughs) we have an instagram We're so cool. Which I would like to point out, Amber does a lot of the content for, and it's really, really fun, the stuff that you put up. And we do countdowns to the next episodes. Yeah. um, Fun, cool, funny memes and good pictures, little quiz. Just a bunch of extra content coming from us if you've enjoyed what you like here. So make sure that you head over to Instagram and follow at bttrpod on there to get even more of this <laughs> podcasty goodness <laughs> up in your face up in your grill but until that time we would like to wish you and your family a very happy christmas or whatever holiday that you are celebrating around this time don't forget that although this year has been a bit rough on all of us there is always the connection that we have around the holidays to keep in contact with each other and celebrate it all together so celebrate it in your own way by popping on whatever film you enjoy the most and watching it with your family but to round off this very special christmas episode i would just like to say oh the lights have gone a bit weird in here now oh yeah maybe there's a gremlin 
in the system. <laughs> Quick, flick on all the lights. Go check out the window. <laughs> Ma'am, it does. <laughs> Quick, go fetch the milk duds. <laughs> milk duds. <laughs>